Hi, it's um, 2.28 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is your man in Riyadh uh, podcast, Omar WJ speaking. Um, 0% chance of rain tomorrow. Um, and uh, most likely it will be sunny and you don't have to worry about being cold. I just heard this in my sleep. Often I go to sleep with a um, podcast playing and I don't know why, but um, this must have repeated. The things that are most important to you are still the most important things to do. Vaccinate this country as quickly as possible, particularly the pockets where there's a lot of unvaccinated people. Vaccinate the globe and then probably there's, there's sort of two others that, that are going to be important and game changers. One of them is to develop an antiviral and the other is that we should be um, really focusing on solutions to people with long-term symptoms from COVID-19. Those things are the same no matter what, but the landscape is so changed over the last few months. The, the globe is really on fire with COVID. The countries that have had the good fortune of not having a lot of COVID in 2020, and particularly those that don't have enough vaccine, are really hurting in 2021. I mean, we're not seeing overrun hospital sourcing collapsing healthcare systems in places like Bangladesh, India, and all directions in Indonesia. And then here in the U.S., we are seeing a rise in this wave that hasn't yet stopped, and I think we all are kind of getting the feeling that this isn't going to be the last wave. So welcome to the new abnormal. One of the things I want to talk about first, and this is a little bit niche, but I think it's important, is that, um, is that Ron DeSantis has decided that he's going to offer monoclonals as opposed to pushing vaccines. Can you explain why that's so incredibly deranged? Did you ever have a kid in your class who, like, was incredibly disruptive and, like, late and the teacher was yelling at them and they finally, finally, finally got them to come down and talk and you were like, man, you were better off. We were all better off when you were disruptive. <laughs> Shut up. Because the stuff you're saying is, like, insane. And you kind of knew it would be insane. Is he being contrary? The reality is that there's four things that are illegal in Florida. You can't require someone to be vaccinated. You can't require someone to wear a mask. You can't even, you can't even, you're not even allowed to ask someone if they're being vaccinated. And you can't require someone to submit to a test to show that they're not infectious. And so effectively, effectively, he's saying, hey, I'm going to throw you in the water. I'm going to tell you, hey, feel free to swim. You have the freedom to swim. But I'm going to bind your hands. I'm going to put a gag in your mouth. I'm going to cover your eyes. I'm going to tie your ankles. But go ahead and swim. Right. It seems as if a lot of these Republicans, we've had COVID now for more than a year, almost a year and a half or more. These Republicans seem to have learned zero lessons. I think it's particularly the case with Abbott and Costello in Florida and Texas. But I think, you know, if you look at Lisa Hutchinson, for example, in Arkansas, who basically said, I was wrong. The hardest three words to say in politics. The hardest three words to say in any household, too, by the way. But, you know, I was wrong. We made a mistake. We thought this thing was going away. We've got to fix it. You know, even Governor Ivy in Alabama, you know, Governor Justice in West Virginia. So look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God, blow that man. You're hearing essentially people say, wow, uh, 
society's function. Yeah. So talk to me about where we are with Delta now. We had, we had Eric Topol on the podcast. He talked about, you know, that the breakthrough infections are probably a little bit higher than what we're thinking they may be. He also talked about how the vaccine still provides very good protection against severe illness and death, which is really the which is really the end game and the goal. One of the great things about these mRNA vaccines is that they're really made for boosters, right? So you can scale up and go for the variants and, and address them very quickly. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing these companies working on boosters? Yeah. Look, let's maybe it's useful to start with. And I, I the, the couple did a great job, and you did a great job talking to him. He's he's wonderful. But like, we didn't do a good enough job explaining to people how the vaccines work and don't work, right? So the vaccine doesn't sit outside your body like sunscreen and prevent the virus from coming in, right? The, the vaccine you take, it's inside your body. It does not keep the virus away. It does not keep the virus from coming in and infecting yourself. What it does is it teaches your immune system to recognize the bad guy when it enters and to fight. And with the original COVID-19, it could fight and win almost all the time. With Delta, it can still fight and win, although sometimes it shows some wear and tear, and that wear and tear shows up um, with, you know, some symptoms from the disease. But to be clear, you could come in and test positive for COVID-19 while your immune system is just doing its job. The idea behind a booster is to say, well, we, what we've observed is that um, we need a more powerful response, both because the first two responses don't last long enough, and because Delta is just a more fearsome enemy. And in doing that, we need to amp up the amount of titers or antibodies that come into our system. And we know for sure that if you are, if you if your immune system isn't working great anyway, because you're either older or you're immunosuppressed, then a third booster is on its way to you. There's no way you should get through the fall and get into the winter without having a booster. Next question becomes, well, what if I'm not those things and I'm not 85 and I don't have cancer, but... What if I'm just a hypochondriac? Yeah, what if I'm 60 or 50? Or 43? And, you know, there's both an individual answer to that and a population answer. The good news is the country has procured enough vaccines for anybody who wants them. The other good news is that the vaccine booster looks exactly like 
before we vaccinate the developing world? And then the second question is at an individual level, if I'm either 65 or 55 or I'm a 45 year old hypochondriac. 42, but yes, yes, yes. And I'm not talking about anyone I am. How about 38? Yeah. 
in effect, unless, you know, they're prepared to throw people in jail or give them fines, which people wouldn't pay. So there are limits to that ability. And that's where I think it's not so much the Biden administration as much as it is businesses, colleges, universities, venues, all the places where people like to go. And remember that it's not just um, anti-vaxxers and people falling prey to nonsense that we have to talk to here. It's people who are under 25 and who just don't care very much. They're just nonplussed by COVID. They're nonplussed by the vaccine. They have all their other shots. They don't really care. But, you know, only 37% of people under 25, between 18 to 25, are vaccinated. If you're over 25, 70% likely that you're vaccinated. So we got to also speak to the indifference, not just the resistance. And I think the way to get to the indifference is to say, great, you want to go to this club, bar, uh, restaurant, school, job, just, like, just get vaccinated. And I think many of those people, I think as many as 25 million people on surveys, say they'll get vaccinated if that's a requirement. It's fascinating, and um, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much, and I hope... So, um, it's um, um, quarter to three. That's for the ESL students. Um, it's 2.46 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is your man in Riyadh podcast, Omar WJ speaking. Um, primary mission is to um, entertain. Secondary is to instruct. Thanks for listening. I'll try to... Um, Um, make this as interesting as possible.